The following program is a presentation of the Flypod New Media Network, www.theflypod.com. You are listening to Super Chat, the official school information podcast for Richland Bean Blossom Community Schools. Thank you for listening in today. And today my guests are Superintendent Dr. Jerry Sanders, Jennifer Barrett, Director of Teaching, Learning, and Ready Schools. And we also have Vicki Coffey, Nutrition Services Director. This program is sponsored exclusively by the locally owned and operated group of McDonald's restaurants in Bloomington and Ellettsville. If you are ready to get started working toward your college degree, McDonald's restaurants in Bloomington and Ellettsville offer financial support to their employees to help make their educational journey easier. Archways to Opportunity offers programs to help make your goals become reality and in a way that fits your lifestyle. For more information on receiving $2,500 annual tuition assistance available to part-time student employees, as well as other programs, visit their website, archwaystoopportunity.com. McDonald's, committed to being America's best first job. Our nationwide media network operates with a team of 35 individual show hosts around the country, We also have 80 syndication partners and 17 different media domain platforms. We provide on-demand media programming for over 3,300 communities across the nation. Super Chat is a show format we offer for school districts across the country. However, this episode of Super Chat is produced solely for the benefit of the stakeholders of Richland Bean Blossom Community Schools. Well, Jerry, Jennifer, Vicki, I welcome all of you to Super Chat. Jerry, I'd like to begin by asking you to report on the success level of your Celebrate Edgewood Showcase campaign of events. How did things go? Uh, it was just a fabulous evening. I was so worried because it was the first time we ever tried the event. I really wasn't sure if we would have a few people show up or a lot or too many. And uh, it was just the right number. As I went around and visited the different facilities that we were showing off, every one of them had uh, a room full of people. They weren't too crowded. They were uh, active. It was really a nice weather evening. So people were walking from one school to the other and I just received uh, so many positive comments. I was just talking to a family a few days ago. They were talking about how their elementary student who's in third grade, uh, how after they left the the junior high, that he was saying, oh, I want to do robotics and I want to do this, I want to do that. That was our our whole purpose was uh, to provide an opportunity for parents and students to see what uh, is available, what they can look forward to at the junior high and at the high school level. Uh, One of the cool things we did, I can't remember whose idea it was, but we had uh, passport cards that the students had to get stamped with every location. And I really didn't think that people would be able to get to each 
of the areas that we were highlighting that evening, but a lot of them did. It was just a great night for our school corporation. Uh, the other part of it, uh, we just wanted to have a fun community evening on our campus. We have such a beautiful campus, and and once again, because of the weather, I think people enjoyed that a lot. So we had a lot of food trucks and uh, box houses, and we had the wellness fair uh, that night, which provided a lot of good information. And so uh, people have been asking me uh, and encouraging me to say, are we going to do this again next year? And I said, I've been telling them absolutely. It, it was a, a just a good night. What excellent news to hear. That is wonderful. And I know a lot of work went into planning this. Uh, these things don't happen uh, just on their own, but, well, that is, that is great to hear, Jerry. Wonderful, wonderful. You know, before I go one step further, I did want to make sure that I ask you if you could report on any future construction projects. What can you tell us in that regard? Oh, absolutely. If you have been on our campus the last five years, we've had a lot of uh, new construction. And this construction has really been available for us to do because of uh, some debt falling off. And so uh, we have a new set of bonds that we just uh, uh, were able to sell. And that's what generates the funds to build the new facilities uh, we had, once again, had some debt falling off, and, and we were able to sell the bonds. And uh, some of the projects that we're uh, designing right now, uh, we're looking at a new auxiliary gym attached to the high school, uh, which will have a number of uh, basketball courts. But also, we always want to be able to maximize our space. So we'll have uh, volleyball and tennis nets that can come down from the ceiling a lot of times our current auxiliary gym is just not big enough uh, for events. Uh, there isn't really adequate seating, and there really isn't adequate space between the court and the walls. So it's really a big need at the high school. We're also going to look at uh, redoing our band room and just some other minor projects across the high school. And then the other big project is uh, that we are going to uh, be building a, a new preschool, which will double the size of the one we have now. And uh, I've been asked, you know, because we just a couple of years ago finished a new preschool, but that's part of a uh, was part of a three phase plan. The preschool used to be a, a building a facility on Forty Six, which is now the Boys and Girls Club, and Phase One was to move that. The, the preschool into EPS as a temporary measure. Phase two was to build the, the current preschool. And then phase three was to build the full preschool, which will have uh, eight classrooms. And then the where the preschool is now, it's an attachment to the primary school. And so that will free up space for EPS uh, for additional classrooms. Very good. Well, you know, progress means change oftentimes, and uh, well, there you are, people. Jennifer, I was hoping that you could share the latest and greatest information related to the status of your career pathways, um, and, and maybe even start it out so our listeners get a clear definition of just what career pathways is, as a reminder. Sure, absolutely. You know, this is an area that I've really been digging into, and I'll be honest, I didn't know a lot about 
um, until these past few weeks, and I've had to educate myself. So I really enjoy uh, starting out with just what in the heck these these career pathways look like. So at the high school level, um, when we talk about high school pathways, uh, for many kids, this is a check in the graduation box. And I say many kids instead of all kids, because it, if, if a student does not receive an honors diploma or a certain type of diploma, they have to accomplish a high school pathway, which basically consists of three different classes that are approved by the state. And there are multiple pathways out there that the state has approved. And the nice thing is they've even opened up a process that if schools are creating their own pathway, their own classes uh, for students, those can also go through the state board and be approved as a, an option for students. So what that looks like for our high school students is that as they are coming into high school, uh, we are asking them to take a principal's class, and that principal's class might be in business management. It might be in agriculture, culinary arts, uh, engineering, um, and we have about eight different options for students to step into their freshman year. And this is really just a try it out, see what you think sort of sort of piece. And then if they are enjoying that and they find you know a passion in engineering, we're providing a second class for them their sophomore year. And then we're culminating that with a, uh, a computer-integrated manufacturing class their junior year so that they can really take what they've learned and now they're doing application and they're thinking about the relevancy and how they would apply this beyond high school in a career field. And so not only is this a check in the box for students with graduation, but we're really starting to market this a different way in terms of we want kids to understand this is an opportunity for them to explore the options before they get to their senior year and before they're really starting to think about what do I do after my senior year? We want them to have a really clear idea of that, you know, much before that time. And so not only are we working on creating additional pathways at Edgewood High School, but we're looking at that alignment all the way down into 6th, 7th, and 8th grade so that the students are getting some exposure and electives classes there so they even know which direction to go when they're signing up for those principal's classes as freshmen. So it's an exciting piece that uh, we're working on all the way back down into 6th grade to make sure that our students have not only voice and choice, but they also um have an opportunity to explore different pieces that they may not even realize they have a passion for. Yeah. Well, do you see additional changes, um, you know, new pathways coming to the future? I do. And this is one of the most exciting pieces. Uh, we are just now starting to talk about the work that we've been doing over the past several weeks. We are looking at adding an additional five, possibly six pathways to Edgewood High School next year, which would bring us up to about a dozen pathways that our kids can engage in uh, between the three years in high school. And then that fourth class would be a capstone class, looking at an internship or possibly getting into our ILC and doing um, some exploration there in terms of engineering or audiovisual um, design, those types of pieces. So not only are we adding uh, those additional pathways next year here at the high school, but we're also adding some additional opportunities for kids to get into our Innovative Learning Center and really experience everything that we have to offer there. 
the best part about that is that we can really individualize that for students. So when they come in and they say to Mrs. Wilson, you know, I kind of like this. She is just a wealth of knowledge where she can take that and say, okay, let me give you some experiences that will allow you to see what you like about that and how we can take this a little bit further. So it's exciting for kids. We have a a senior in there right now who uttered the words one day, I'm kind of thinking about engineering. And in a matter of just a few weeks has taken a technical manual. She has built a bottle extruder all by herself um, and is just taking this knowledge to a whole other level and is so excited about what her experiences are, not only her senior year, but the doors that are now open to her that she's starting to explore beyond, you know, Edgewood High School. Excellent. Yeah, very good. Well, keep up the dedicated work on behalf of your students. Uh, This sounds all wonderful. I appreciate it. We sure will. Vicki, there is a designated day simply referred to as World School Milk Day. Tell me about this. What's behind that name? Isn't that exciting? World School Milk Day, right? We celebrate World School Milk Day annually. It's the last Wednesday in September of every year. And we are um, celebrating, just talking about the health benefits of school milk and school milk programs. So being in the National School Breakfast Program and the National School Lunch Program, that's why we celebrate that here at Edgewood. But also, um, not just to have some fun today and for Bossy the cow to be out, you know, celebrating with our kiddos, we want to raise awareness of the importance of milk consumption um, and also the awareness of the calcium crisis we have in our nation. Nearly 70% of us do not get enough calcium. So it's important that uh, that we uh, promote milk, dairy milk, and um and we do have some alternatives here, of course, as well to our dairy milk, providing some of that, so, you know, the same amount of protein in that. But yeah, Bossy will be out today. Um, we'll have all of our flavors of milk for lunch, our strawberry and our chocolate. Of course, that's our favorite. About 65% of our kiddos will select that. And then our white milk, too. So it'll be a good day. It'll be a fun day. Cool. Well, you are involved with, I believe it's called CHAMPS. Uh, that program. And I believe it kind of dovetails in nicely into this conversation we're having. Can you describe this program for our listeners' benefit? Sure. CHAMPS is an acronym for Coordinated Health Advisory Members Providing Positive Solutions. This council was formed in 2011, and it was uh, shortly after our wellness mandates in 2007, where um, the, uh, again, national school lunch programs and breakfast programs were mandated to have a wellness policy. So after we formed that, uh, created, excuse me, that policy and implemented that, you know, board approved and started working on it, we realized we also needed to coordinate those health programs. So that's where CHAMPS was developed from. And that council is strong and has been going strong since 2011, we have about 18 members. Uh, Several of those members are community members. So we work with IU Health, Purdue Extension, uh, Monroe County Health Department, uh, the City of Bloomington, the Ellisville Chamber of Commerce. We work with all kinds of folks to work on those eight objectives and make them a little stronger here 
at RBB. So those include nutrition and health education and family and community involvement, was, which was great, of course, at our showcase and wellness sphere um, that Dr. Sanders had mentioned. Our healthy school environment, physical education and, and activity, our school health services, school site health promotion for staff, and then, of course, counseling, psychological and social services. So all this in a nutshell, Gary, we are a whole school, whole community, whole child culture. We have that culture here at RBB. So, um, you know, and of course that starts with, at least on, on, in my opinion, with nutrition, everything you put in, put in your mouth, every piece of food um, matters of how you feel during the day, what your behavior is like, you know, how active you are and how active you are not and that. So, yeah. We are what we eat. We are what we eat. That's what that's they That's what say. they've always said. That's right. That's right. Well, excellent conversations today. Uh, listeners, we have had some good information sharing going on today. Keep up the fine work. And I'd like to thank each of you for joining me today here on Super Chat. Thank you very much. Thank you. Folks, I ask that you share this podcast with your community of school-associated friends using social media. I'd like to thank our sponsor for their support, the locally and owned operated McDonald's restaurants in Bloomington and Ellettsville. Just remember, if you have a comment or a question for us right here in studio number seven, email it to us, shout at theflypod.com. Well, I have been your host, Gary Puckett, and our show comes to you free and clear on your portable media device or computer through the program feeds of theflypod.com new media network. We're glad you joined us today. Thank you for listening in here on Super Chat, the official school information podcast for Richland Bean Blossom Community Schools. Mm-hmm.